You're listening to the Improve Photography Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Improved Photography Podcast. I am with Jeff Harmon and Brent Bergherm today. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey. Well, uh, this is going to be a fun show. I'm looking forward to this one because, one, we get to nerd out on some cool new technology in the photography space, but it's not gear. And in the second half, we are going to talk about the 2018 predictions because we were so bad on the 2017 <laughs> predictions, we need to redo. Uh, so I, I'm excited to uh, kind of talk with this, uh, talk through this stuff with you guys. Uh, I've spent the last week shooting with Felix Hernandez in Mexico. It was incredible. So you guys have seen his work, right? Uh, oh, he's yeah. shooting these little scale models, like, you know, like a little toy model of a car and making it look like it's racing down yeah. a street or something. It's crazy. It was so cool. <laughs> so I, I got to Cancun and he picked me up from the airport. Very nice guy. And uh, he takes me to like this little bunker, like this little shack of a studio, which it, that's at he that's how he called it. Um, it's just this little place in this office park, and it's so cool. In there, he's got, I mean, just thousands of models and toys and paintbrushes and sandpaper and paints and everything just is just like this mad scientist in this little office park and he's making these incredible images like that the biggest companies in the world are using for uh for their advertising campaigns car companies and theme parks and it's it was just it was mind-blowing. It was the coolest thing I've seen in photography. So I'm going through that video as fast as I can. I'm really anxious uh, to get that out so everybody can see it on IP+. And it'll also eventually be available as a standalone product on on the site. So pretty cool. When are we going to have uh, pictures for your models? Uh, yeah, very soon because really? I was v- super inspired by it. It was just it was really cool. It was it was fun to me because like he would set up these little scale models uh, and he'd spend you know a little bit of time getting it all ready and stuff and then he'd just like kind of set the camera down there and click you know like the <laughs> the photography part was easy once he had the the whole scene set up. Uh, it was it was just really cool. I thought man like this is doable. Like I could do this in a morning and get these incredible photos. Uh, it, was, it was pretty neat. That's cool. Pretty cool. All right. So um, there was an interesting announcement. This has been, I guess, a week and a half now um, since this was announced. But uh, we wanted to kind of do a deep, deep dive into Kodak Coin um, and the the Kodak One system that they have set up. So this is on blockchain technology, uh, similar to what we'd see in in Bitcoin and many of the other cryptocurrencies. So, Jeff, I'm going to toss this one to you. This, this definitely goes right into your wheelhouse. Uh, to somebody who's maybe not super geeky about this, what has happened? <laughs> well, okay. So, to start with, let's, I guess, talk about what is Kodak's announced. And, and what's interesting is this is probably the buzzword of 2018 so far, or even in the end of 2017. And just making the announcement, like there's almost no detail about what's going to go on with this thing. They have like a countdown timer on their website right now saying it's coming in so many days at this point. And they made a big deal out of just an announcement and we don't have much of any in detail. 
and their stocks already have like quadrupled mm-hmm. or something in the time that since the announcement. So it's it's uh, something that the the whole world is going crazy about blockchain technology right now. I'm trying to figure out how to apply it to different um, industries, how to make it so that they can jump on board with it. Anyone who kind of has a remote idea about how they can incorporate blockchain technology into their industry is receiving a whole lot of uh, attention. And okay, so so help me with ahead. with blockchain then. Yeah. So right. I'm gonna tell me if I'm tell me where I'm wrong. All right. Take, <laughs> so what take I, a stab. That's good. What I understand is so for uh, cryptocurrencies, for example, you have um, you have this system where there are a whole bunch of of distributed servers, just different computers running the system, and when those compu- computers get a different chunk of transactions, you know, we say whatever fifty people have traded these amounts of cryptocurrencies, that computer has to like run an algorithm to figure out uh, to you know to record all those transactions, and then. Um, but it's dependent on the code before to like figure out a puzzle to insert this new piece. So every new transaction you add or every block of, of transactions that has been added um, is dependent on the code from before. So nobody could ever go into the code and just say, oh, I have $50 million in there because it would break everything afterward in the code. How wrong yeah. am I? Well, it's very, very close. Um, the foundation of cryptocurrency has to do with cryptography and computing power, the kind of the combination of the two. And it's kind of what's makes it interesting. Most of the economies in the world, one of their challenges is inflation and this inflation and uh, anonymity. You, they don't account for very well either of those two problems. And so governments really have a struggle to figure out how to how to deal with that. Um, and so, and, you know, being online, you want a lot of people want anonymity. This provides solves that problem. And then the the way of, of handling inflation is built right into the system itself, right from the beginning. And yeah, you're right. There's there's this concept of blocks that computers have to solve a problem of. Just to very oversimplify it, because <laughs> there's just a, we could spend hours going through this. But to oversimplify it. Um, computers create these blocks and the, that is a puzzle in of itself. And um, so Bitcoin started this way back, I think it was 2009 when they, they kind of got started and they created the first block and they created the algorithm of what the computers have to solve. And what they're trying to do is make it so that you can create a block that when, when hashed in a specific algorithm, and you don't have to understand what that means, but they have to make it so that when you put it through this, this algorithm, outcomes a certain number of zeros and it's just really hard to figure out how to produce the block in that way so that it it comes out to have all these zeros so computers are using all their cpu cycles and uh, they've even built for bitcoin any anyway a bunch of machines that have like you know tons of video cards in them because they can do computation way faster than than processors can and uh, special built machines to solve that problem for Bitcoin in particular. So just in general, that's kind of how that works. Uh, they, once a computer solves that problem, then they generate a block that produces the, all those zeros uh, through the hashing algorithm. Then they are awarded as a, a, for a reward of producing that block or solving that puzzle. They're awarded a certain number of coins in that currency, and then within that block, so you get you own that block once you create it, 
and you you, you kind of publish out to the um, the world that you created it through a, a non centralized network. It's a system to, that they also created as part of the currency. You own it. And then from there, you can assign ownership by means of some cryptographic keys. You have a public and a private key, and you can say, I'm transferring my block that I created that has this many coins associated with it to another person. And that gets added inside of that block about who currently owns it by means of signing using cryptographic keys. So lots of complexity there, but it's it's a very interesting system. The thing that's interesting to me is it's only a teeny part of the whole announcement here from Kodak. Really what they're offering is a copyright protection platform. That's the key service that they want to do. That's how they're trying to say how cryptocurrency applies or block block uh, transactions here, how that applies to the photography world. So what they're offering is that it's called the Kodak One platform. Photographers can register their photos on the Kodak One platform and then they will go and spider the web looking for violations or use of your photo and uh, presumably will tell you like, hey, we found out on Instagram or uh, 500px or even just Facebook, wherever on the internet there may be use of your photo. We found this photo. Is this one that you authorized? And if it's not, then you can have the them try to pay you for use of that photo by means of this cryptocurrency so it's a very loose <laughs> connection the fact i mean it's a stretch it's a massive stretch in my mind to say how this really applies and uh it's but that's kind of basically what they've announced so uh, i i am a little <laughs> bit confused by uh by what exactly they are announcing so is this my understanding was this was more of an uh, an image licensing platform so that you yeah. know if i see your photo i like your photo and i say hey i want to buy the rights to use this on my website and i can pay you you know In one kodak coin to do that mm-hmm. right yeah exactly but they and they are offering though the like other services to spider the web and try to find places oh, gotcha. where your photo showing up so that and and then they will say they'll try to contact. I don't know if they'll try to contact or if it's up to you to do it. They haven't, like I said, there's not enough detail about the announcement. They're really relying on the fact that that blockchain and, and cryptocurrencies associated with it to just make this thing blow up, and it has. It worked. Every the whole world is is kind of watching this and and trying to see what this means. Do you know? So yeah, th- this might be part of the. We don't have enough info yet, but are they trying to attach the blockchain to the photo file itself, and that's how they can identify that your photo is being used somewhere? It's not directly. Um, at least you're right. We don't have enough information, so it could be that that's going to be part of what they're going to have inside of the block, which they're going to have to do the same thing that Bitcoin did. These blocks are going to have to get generated by computers yeah. solving problems. So they have that whole thing that they have to go through. Um, I've even seen, although it wasn't directly said on their website, but I've read that they're going to offer machines that you can rent. Like uh, you can go pay to have whatever Bitcoin their online, their their kind of cloud service produces will will belong to you, whatever it gets produced. So you can say, I'm going to pay for you to run the machine for the next half hour. And if you produce a Bitcoin, it's mine. (laughs) Or if you produce, sorry, the Kodak coin, then it's going to belong to me. So they have that problem to solve. There's all kinds of things that are going to be kind of interesting to see what they can do. Um, But I mean, I have my view on (laughs) what this really means to photographers, but I'm kind of interested to hear what you guys think. 
Well, this all reminds me of a little clip from the TV show The Office, which I will play for you now. Excellent. When you have done something good, you will receive one Schrootbuck. 1,000 Schrootbucks equals an extra five minutes for lunch. What is the cash value of a Schrootbuck? Excellent question, Pam. One one hundredth of a cent. So 10,000 of your dollars is worth one real dollar? Just zip your lid. Another announcement. Michael wasted an enormous amount of the group's time and patience with non-work-related ethnic celebrations and parades of soft-minded do-goodedness. No longer. No more meetings. <laughs> All right. On The Office, Dwight K. Schrute uh, creates Schrute bucks, which are basically <laughs> just his fake <laughs> currency that are worth absolutely nothing. So the question right. that I have is, why in the world do I want a Kodak coin? It's not worth anything. <laughs> I can't buy anything with a Kodak coin. Right. right. All right. So I'll, I'll just share my view then on, on what's going on here. Uh, I think this is purely an act of desperation. <laughs> I think Kodak wants so badly to have their brand name mean something again. They uh, they really got lost. I mean, that you even become a verb to be Kodak as a company uh, is is a very derogatory thing now. And then you have a partner here, Wen Digital. It's W E N N Digital, who I tried to research where what what the company was, and there is nothing on them out there. Um, so I think you have this company, Wen Digital, built this platform, this technology. They wanted really badly to use it, so I think they built the Kodak One platform and the Kodak Coin thing, whatever that's going to be. And uh, but they needed a brand name to to put it under, so that people would actually try to use it, and they went to Kodak, I'm guessing, and none of this is out there, I don't know, but I'm guessing they went to Kodak and said, we really want to put this out under your brand so that people, we have a chance at people trusting it. And I think both of them are extremely desperate and that's why they're doing it. They, they want new cycles, they want their name, the brand to be out there and they're hoping the service will catch on. I just don't see how it's going to work, how it's going to happen. Yeah, they and, have. and to <clears throat> that point, I mean, yes, the stock quadrupled, but that's only because it was trading for three dollars <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> it was, right. Well right, there was a lot of upside. <laughs> I, they they have so many challenges. There's already services that offer a lot of what they, this platform, this Kodak One platform, is going to have. There's tons of them that are willing to do. Uh, look for your your photo being used out there. You can even just use Google for free, and you know it's very easy to drop your photo in Google Image Search and see where it's being used. And then it, it, you have the cryptocurrency, which if it's not done well, can be a massive problem and it can fell right from the beginning there. And since they haven't shared any details, that's a sign right from the beginning with cryptography that this is going to be a problem. <laughs> when they're not going to describe how it is they're accomplishing this cryptocurrency, um, it's, it's referred to a lot as security by obscurity and it's almost always a failure in cryptography. So in that world, I'm concerned that the crypt, the Kodak coin itself is going to flop because it's going to have massive cryptography problems and uh, and it won't work to, to do that. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe it's solid, but uh, it's, it's a concern right off the bat there. And really overall, even if those things are all fine, if the service works great, if the Kodak coin is valuable, to me, this doesn't solve the main problem photographers have with violations use of their photos. And that's that it's just so hard to actually get any result, any payment for it. Yeah. The world today has changed. Uh, you have major news organizations that 
they go after whoever's willing to give their photo for free. It doesn't even matter the quality, really. If it has the thing that they need in it, even if it's a cell phone capture, and they're, uh, you know, they may not even ask. They'll just use it and uh, and go. And then if you say, no, that's mine, it's my copyright, I need compensation, instead of compensating you, they'll just take it down and go find someone else that has the photo. So um, I, that, to me, is the much larger problem. I don't see photographers needing yet another system to for copyright protection and trying to sell their photos. It's You're still not going to get compensation. Yeah, well, I there agree. There's a little more... Go ahead. Sorry, there was a little more that I was able to find on this. Uh, the WEN Digital is is part of another group called WEN Media, and they represent 2,500 paparazzi photographers. And I found a story where the, a couple of stories where they were saying a couple of months ago they tried to create their own system doing this, and they put it on a fund uh, like GoFundMe or one of those uh, crowdfunding things over in Britain, I think it was, and they raised $875. And so it didn't Woo. get funded. Yeah. And so then they went to Kodak and said something, you know, we would presume they said, hey, let's work together. You've got a good brand. We've got this system that we want to do. And I kind of started thinking, well, yeah, they've got 2,500 photographers whose images are probably getting ripped off all the time sure. because they're shooting celebrities in moments that celebrities don't want to be shot in. And so that started making me think, okay, that makes sense for why they want to do it. And then Kodak is trying to lend their name to potentially legitimize all this stuff. But still, I'm confused as to how it works for me. Because if I were to sign up and make and register my photos, what's to prevent someone from uh, putting it on Unsplash and then Canon gets in trouble like they recently did, yep. sharing yep. out a picture that has a photo that the sky is originally shot from someone shooting a Fuji camera, but someone put it on Unsplash, tagged it as shot with a Canon camera, you know, how does this, I don't see this solving that issue if you can still open the image up in Photoshop and run it around, you know, manipulating images like that. So, yeah, I, I, value I mean, the, the core concept of getting compensated, I just don't see how any of this is going to solve that problem. It's going to, no matter the platform, Kodak or not, that's yeah. not working today. There's, it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have been more excited if this were just, uh, if they had just focused on the pure, like an an open source stock photography site that could be interesting to oh, me um sure. you know if they basically made iStock photo but you know there was nobody taking a commission from your sale um and people were just uh paid for providing the servers to run it that could be interesting that i'd be yes. excited about uh where you can set your own price you uh people can uh people can license it and nobody's taking a cut except for the maintenance of of servers and stuff that could be interesting that i could get excited about this uh this didn't quite seem to tick all those boxes Nope. Well, and we don't know the full details. Like I said, it's it's such a secret, which is what they were going for. They wanted to make major splashes in the news media on the announcement of it. So maybe it will be that, Jim. Maybe they they'll have that kind of open source, uh, non decentralized model, and and maybe that it will add value for that. Yeah, and and I am excited about that. I mean, uh, j just the that type of technology where we're just. Uh, really distributing the power of large systems to to the people um I, i'm invested right now in bitcoin i mean it went down 45 percent in the last mm. month and i'm like hey 
it's on a 45% off sale. I'm in. Um, you know, I <laughs> certainly would not uh, put my net, net worth into this or anything. Uh, but uh, am I? But I see such a promise for the technology that absolutely, I, I think it's such a promising technology that I do want to have some skin in the game uh, to understand it. And if anybody's interested, uh, you can just go to your app store uh, for your phone and download the app called Coinbase is the largest exchange for uh, for cryptocurrencies, the easiest one to use anyway. Um, and you can, you know, just use your card and put in whatever, put in 20 bucks and just, just say you're in and, and start to understand it. That's, that's where I am. I, I think it's such cool technology, uh, that, that it's, that it's worth paying attention to. Um, even though of course it's, uh, the future of it is, is very much unknown. I am worried that they're going to, they're going to, um, they're not going to follow what the model was that Bitcoin has established with decentralizing everything. So Bitcoin, there is no central place where everything is owned. There's no central server. So it's not in, it's not owned by a nation state, not even kind of uh, like the, it's, it's difficult to apply laws to it because of it. it. That was kind of the whole premise of what it was that, uh, that the inventor wanted Bitcoin to be. And right off the bat, Kodak coin doesn't seem to be following because they have a note on their website with the announcement saying it's going to have something to do with the SEC managing something there, which to me means it's going to be centralized. It's going to be U.S. servers. Mm-hmm. It's going to be governed by these laws, and it's not going to be the same thing. Yeah, that's see, to me, that's unfortunate because to me, that's that's the primary benefit. I mean, you think about, about what a digital currency, a cryptocurrency could do. I, I mean, at some point, it basically becomes untaxable. Right, because right. the only way the government yeah. knows that I have Bitcoin is if I'm just honest, which I would be, and and put it on my tax returns and just say I had it. But right. if somebody just has Bitcoin and they don't want to tell the government, the government can't know. There's no nope. way for them to know. It's untaxable. And they can't track you down because it's entirely anonymous. So they can't they can't know who it is. They can't associate uh, the private keys that are used to to sign these things. It's it's totally anonymous. It's been so well thought out. I just fear that Kodak or when digital is more likely where it came from has not done nearly as much thought out <laughs> process on this as, as was Bitcoin. Yeah, I absolutely. But the man, that the cryptocurrency, the potential for cryptocurrency in general is sure. really incredible. I mean, it is amazing what, what they've done, how well thought out it was years ago when it was created. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's just really, really incredible. All right. All right. That's Kodak Coin. A uh, very interesting announcement. I would just kind of wanted to do a deep dive because those of you who, uh, who haven't looked into cryptocurrency and, and, Kodak, and Kodak's specific announcement here, uh, it's, it's something is happening here that's going to change the world. You know, will the US dollar be replaced or other? I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> but, but something really incredible is happening. So I, I do think it is worth our attention. All right, in the second half of this episode, we want to go through the industry predictions for 2018, Um, and we've each written down some of our uh, most interesting predictions for the year. Um, Brent, why don't you kick us off here? What's one of your predictions for 2018? My first prediction I want to talk about is also a little bit of a, uh, maybe a lost hope, and that is that the Create Photography Retreat will be in Maui next year. Ooh, <laughs> Maui, that sounds good let's, to me. Let, let's plant a seed. <laughs> hey, I like that. Brian, if you're listening, Maui, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, one for me is the Sony A6600. Uh, so I I have an A6500. Uh, this is the the APS-C size sensor mirrorless camera from Sony. What an incredible camera! Holy cow! Uh, I mean the the autofocus is lightning fast. Image quality. I mean it's it's really an impressive camera. Um, and, uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the a6600 and my hope is with this one that they have a selfie mode flippy LCD screen. So right now they just have the tilt up and down LCD screen. I would love to see them make one that can flip all the way up so you can actually see yourself, which, uh, I'm not really using to take selfies. Uh, but when you're doing like a video tutorial or a YouTube video, there's so everybody's a vlogger these days. Um, you can actually see yourself as, as you're recording and, I just think Sony could just really take a chunk out of the vlogging uh, cameras from from Canon if they would have that selfie LCD screen. So that's my prediction. Right. Sony A6600 selfie flip LCD screen. All right. <clears throat> my first one, uh, I think Canon's going to talk about maybe leak specs on a new 7D Mark III, an update to my 7D Mark II that I love so much but they're not going to release it in 2018. <laughs> I was thinking about making that prediction as well, and I, I think you're right on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, another one from me is the Mac Pro. This is uh, Apple's uh, yeah, supposed to be modular uh, professional desktop. I think the price is going to start at $6,500. Uh, because the iMac Pro, the all-in-one, uh, started at $5,000. And I just think if they uh, are going to let people upgrade their own RAM and stuff, they're going to charge a premium for that sucker. Oh, yeah. So my yeah. next one, I would love for a bag manufacturer to finally produce the perfect bag for me. And that is, it'll hold my 5D4 with three lenses, my computer. It'll fit under the seat in front of me on a airplane, at least a regular size airplane. It'll have a shoulder strap and backpack straps, a bottle holder, and a tripod holder. <laughs> I want mm. that all in one bag, and I haven't found it yet. So yeah. I think you're going to keep waiting. <laughs> I'm with you. I, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can do all of that. Let's see. I'm reading through your list here. Yep, all of that, uh, except on, on the, the bag that I have. What do I have? Is the F-Stop uh, Ajna is the one that I have. Mm, yes. It will do all those. The The issue with it, and what I don't love, but I know a lot of people think is a benefit, um, but just for me personally, um, it has that ICU unit, you know, the right. internal unit where you put all your camera and stuff, and then sure. the bag yeah. is... is uh, outside it um, it does have the benefit like if you got green tagged and you had to check it or something on a plane you could just take out the ICU that's cool right but right. it also increases the weight of the bag significantly because mm. you have to have a structure for the backpack and also right. a structure for the ICU right. yeah. and the ICU is rattling around to kind of it's not mm, yeah. super solid in there and the bag is a little bit wider than the than the ICU it like doesn't fit like a glove you can tell yeah. they just got a really nice backpack and chucked an icu into it <laughs> um and that's right. how i feel about all the bags that have those icus not just from f-stop uh but just uh whenever they have those separate units uh, i don't love it i wish it was just a dedicated photo bag yeah 
It, and I would even take, if someone were to design a messenger bag and a backpack separately, and I just have an ICU that fits perfectly in those areas, I would accept that too. And I'd go with two bags. That'd be, that would be something that I could work, live with. But I would rather have the full-on single bag. We'll see, how, we'll see what happens. I have actually a, something from Eagle Creek that I bought that's really close and it works, but it doesn't have the tripod holder or the water bottle holder yet. But, oh well, at least it's most of it. Cool. All right, next up for me, Canon and Nikon release full-frame mirrorless bodies, but they both require adapters to use their native mounts, the F and F mounts. Ooh, interesting. You think they won't uh, create, you think they'll create separate lenses for their mirrorless offerings? Yep. I think they'll have new lens mounts. Whew, yep. That's going to uh, turn a I, lot I of hope. people off. Uh-huh. I, I, I think they will, they'll, they'll have adapters so that you can mount the native, the, you know, the, the other lenses you have and have everything work. But I think they're going to have different mounts. That's going to turn a lot of people off if that's that case because, you know, you get a, a serious a Canon shooter who then says, ooh, I like this mirror, the mirrorless thing. And then they look at it and they need a, a mount. And so then they just say, huh, well, why don't I just get a Sony camera with, exactly. a, with an adapter? <laughs> hmm. An adapter. Well, because then the, the, you, you're, everything will work. All of the same features with the lens will work, where with the adapter, sometimes you lose some functionality. Yeah, true. Yeah, but on newer lenses, most of those work pretty well. And yeah. I, I, I just hope you're wrong, but <laughs> not because I don't like you or anything. I just hope Canon doesn't go that way. <laughs> We're all rooting against you, Jeff. <laughs> uh, my next is that this is the year that Adobe's market share begins to crumble. Uh, mm, right yeah. now, Adobe still has a stranglehold uh, with Lightroom and Photoshop. Um, you know, a couple people are kind of starting to switch over to a couple little things, but but still, we we look at uh, at you know what you're going to lose by moving to Capture One uh, in terms of the edits you've made to your photos and your, on your photo library. And you look at Luminar and you say, okay, but not quite out yet uh, with the digital asset management piece and stuff. Um, and I think this is the year that we're going to have finally a worthy uh, alternative, and they're going to start to be people flocking away start this year and then i think in 2019 adobe's gonna have an uh-oh moment when they realize mm -hmm. what they've done yep. okay so mine i have one that goes very closely along with that and i agree luminar is going to have digital asset i mean they've already told us so that's not much of a prediction but uh my prediction part of that is it's going to be very good the digital asset management it's going to be a good product offering but there's going to be major challenges to converting a Lightroom catalog, and it's it's going to be the reason people still stay with Lightroom. Mm. I hope somebody will get them. I hope somebody <laughs> will get them. Uh, they just, uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> but uh, but I, I think Adobe just doesn't recognize it. If you look at Adobe stock, I mean, it's just like this perfect curve, a perfect upward curve. Everything is going is copacetic at Adobe right now. They yep. look at that and it's just nice year over year, predictable growth, no jumps, no dips. It's just like the steadiest stock I've ever seen. Um, and I, I just... I think they just do not realize how desperate is it is that they fix these problems. People are not happy, and as soon as there's an alternative, I think a lot of us are going to flock away. When, when that happens, I have another solution for them, and that is Adobe Coin. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just, just announce Why that, not? and you'll get, you'll get <laughs> news right. cycles. 
uh, and oh, similar to that, I think my prediction is that neither Lightroom nor Photoshop will see any significant updates at all. Um, maybe we'll start to see something significant happening happening on the new Lightroom, but I think Lightroom Classic and Photoshop will not see any real changes. They'll add one tool or something like that. I actually agree with it, but I have one other part of that. I do think that they're going to change the all-new Lightroom CC so that you can use local storage with the product instead of having to sync every single photo to the cloud. But they'll do it in a way that most photographers won't like. <laughs> <laughs> of course they will. They'll find something. They'll that's that's a good prediction. I, I've been interested just kind of watching the industry, seeing what everybody's doing with all-new Lightroom versus Lightroom Classic. My impression is almost... Nobody uses all new Lightroom CC. I mean, almost nobody has made this jump. Um, and so I think they spent years of work on this. And right now, I, my guess is they're feeling very, very disappointed in the numbers. And so I think they'll go back to the drawing board and figure what it, what needs to be done to push people over, which I think is a good thing. I think that, that it will be hard to switch over, uh, but I think they will eventually get us to the all-new Lightroom CC. And, and I'm excited by that because it does have a lot of promise. I agree. So, so I predict... In Zion National Park, iPhone photography workshops are going to have a huge <laughs> boom of interest. And the reason is because for workshops, they are restricting tripods. Yep. Oh. Yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's too bad. bad. I did not see that, actually. Yeah, it was like yesterday. It came out yesterday, and it's just like, okay, it's only applying to, to workshops, as far as I know, from what I, all the different articles I read. But still, and then they go on uh, further saying, you know, if you're at a, if you're hosting a, a night photography workshop, then you're going to be sticking to the parking lot because they don't allow tripods on the trails. Ah, that is too bad. I've spent a lot of time in Zion. I know about, you know, the, the times where it's, uh, it can get really crowded and stuff. Sure. Um, but man, that's just, that's really And you really think they'd be able to say during peak times will restrict tripods or something like that. That yeah, could be or, or acceptable. Or in, in a couple places, you know, or, I, yeah. I would understand no tripods at, uh, you know, at the Watchmen where it's shoulder to shoulder yeah, photographers sure. at sunset. <laughs> they could just put you up bet. a sign right there and say no tripods. And I would even understand but yeah. just the entire park, I mean, it's thousands of acres. Yeah. And so <laughs> making a blanket rule like that is just ah, silly. Your, your monopod's okay, so bring that with a little spider foot, and maybe you'll be okay. Oh, really? They did say monopods are all right yep. still? Specifically, they, mo they mentioned monopods as <sighs> being That's okay. That's no different. Oh, come <laughs> on. Well, I think <sighs> they're concerned about people tripping over, you know, the, the regular public, as it were, tripping over tripod legs and, and the whatnot. And yeah. It's understandable, but still, only and it's, maybe it's some It's going to spread to all the parks. I fear for that for sure, yeah. yes. Yeah. All right, I'm predicting the first uh, DSLR mirrorless camera. I don't know how to say this, but I mean a, a stills-oriented camera that comes with raw video. Mm. That would like be Like actually nuts. supported by the manufacturer. Like that would be crazy if somebody you, could do you that. You have hacks to Canon cameras that can get there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I mean, boy, if Sony support. came out with an A6600 or uh, a new camera that, that did raw video and took a big chunk out of the red video uh, market, mm -hmm. holy cow, <laughs> that would be crazy. So, any, any prediction on which manufacturer will do it? Will it be Panasonic, <laughs> Sony? 
a Panasonic yeah, cannon, Panasonic would stand a good chance at that. Uh, Maybe uh, Black Magic. Yeah, Black Magic. Uh, Panasonic would be my guesses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they seem to be willing to go there. All right, my next one. Jim does not hold true to his goal of not buying photography gear in 2018. <laughs> and he breaks it in the first six months. <laughs> hey, I've gone 17 days already, 348 to yeah. go. I'm, I'm basically done. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to hold out strong, Jeff. Um, I'm, I'm doing now good. Now you have to, just Jeff, to yeah. prove wrong. But I, yep. we'll see. I, you know, this week I, I was shooting with the A6500 and I thought, huh. Maybe I should just sell the A7R2 and get another A6. And then I thought, no, <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> hey, but I have to be the judge on what qualifies as photography gear. You're not the judge. All right, that's fine. I, I just, I need to be able to purchase, you know, pec pads or, you know, lens okay. swabs, well, maybe an SD card if I run out, but that's it. That's it. Yes, we, we <laughs> would grant you that. <laughs> I'd like to see Pentax uh, come out with, a medium format mirrorless. They've got the 645Z. It's still on their old, you know, 645 format. <clears throat> and if they were to follow Fuji and Hasselblad with their mirrorless, I think that'd be fun to see. So this one's way out there in left field kind of a thing, but I figured I'd say it anyway. Yeah, it's a good, good swing for the fences. That's Very right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, one last one. Apple releases a new iPhone X. I'm not going to try to pretend I can predict what the name will be. That's just been craziness. But uh, the new iPhone 10, whatever that's going to be in 2018, what it's going to be called, uh, they're going to take the same technology they're using kind of on the front part of the phone to do the face ID and map your face. And they're going to add that to the back so that you can take photos of portrait people and auto-replace the background with something else, with something more pretty than wherever you're at. And then Adobe will be announced in partnership with that as having some tool that you can only get through the Creative Cloud subscription <laughs> that uh, does the same thing on the desktops. You you take the photo with your iPhone XS or whatever it's called, and now you can go on the computer and auto-replace whatever background it is because it mapped out their face. That's kind of cool. Uh, I also think that we will see that new iPhone 10 with a 20 megapixel camera. I think Adobe has, or Adobe, excuse me, they're the other company that I'm frustrated with. Um, (laughs) Apple, man, they just, they have a stranglehold on us uh, and they just, they clearly could have added a 20 20 megapixel sensor years ago. Uh, Just about every Android phone has a higher megapixel count than 12. Uh, But Apple just holds on, holds on, holds on because they have another feature in the the phone that they think is good enough uh, to get people to buy. And so they won't, they don't, they they hold some of their cards close to the chest and then they wait till, hmm, we don't have anything else to add in this phone. Now we upgrade the sensor to get people to buy. Uh, they're, They're very smart with it. I bet they have a, five to ten year plan on what features to add each year to the iphone to uh keep people buying uh they're they're very smart with it and it's very frustrating sometimes so jeff does that qualify if adobe also hops on with that does that qualify as a major update to lightroom no it's gonna be a separate tool it won't be like oh it'll be a separate tool okay because otherwise it would counteract jim's previous prediction there so separate to clear that up my last ones i have to do with lenses and that is Canon has been really quiet about their diffractive optics technology. They have one lens currently. I think they'll release another long lens. Currently, they have a 400 f4 that's diffractive optics. I have a feeling they'll release another one, like a 600 f4. 
and then Sigma will do something along the same lines where they'll have a nice, a new long lens coming out in their sport line. Very cool. Well, excellent predictions. Uh, just a couple. Um, excellent in the sense of that was fun. It, they were probably yes. terrible predictions. I bet one of the one tenth of these are true. Um, yep. But it's always fun to fun to look at. Uh, we have a couple announcements for you. One, uh, Brent, you have your workshop in Croatia. Yeah, there's the workshop in Croatia. I think we're still. If you're going to uh, improvedhybrid.com/slash/brent, you'll be directed right to that page. Um, I also have one that I announced to, to Ireland. And then also, if you're going to the retreat in Charleston, I have a Sunday workshop. Take a look at that as well. So lots of things coming along. The Wednesday workshop that I have in Charleston has been sold out for a couple of months now. Uh, but I had quite a few people saying, really? That's too bad. So I was like, okay, I'll see what we can do to open up uh, Sunday. So going on a sunrise boat tour and a few other things, and then Croatia is just read all the description there. There's too much for me to talk about it now. It's just one of those things. I get so excited. I start climbing up because I'm just speechless. It's so fun to go shoot in Croatia and Ireland. They're absolutely beautiful places. Very and I cool. hope that you can join me. Yeah, awesome. And and about that retreat, it's like perfect timing if you're in the United States to uh, to get a get a plane ticket right now. About oh, 10 absolutely. weeks out is perfect time uh, to be getting ticket all right uh doodads of the week i can't purchase anything so this <laughs> this section becomes a little bit more difficult for me um you can but, still recommend things you just don't buy them yeah that's, that's right. right i'll just spend everybody else's money but i am going to uh, <laughs> recommend the iphone battery replacement program there you um, go. Ah, yes um this is so apple uh has intentionally created software to slow down your iPhone as it gets older uh, and made an excuse about uh, it being for uh, power management so we don't get sudden slowdowns, even though no other manufacturers of, of uh, smartphones have needed to do that. Interesting. Um <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, create software to intentionally slow your phone down after uh, the right after the new one uh, gets released, uh, the same week that the new phone gets released, uh, because they also update the the iOS. Anyway, you can circumvent this by taking your iPhone into an Apple store, and for twenty nine bucks, they'll give you a brand new battery on your phone. Like, go do this if you have an iPhone six or or newer. Bring your phone in and pay the $29. So worth it. It may give you an extra year of use on your phone um, uh, to have that new battery in there. So totally worth it if you have an iPhone. Go in and get that new battery. So what you're saying is I'm out of luck. I have an iPhone 5C. Yep, Yep, sorry. Those are out. I I did see some math math done on this, though, and they said if every single Apple employee – was to get to work to replacing batteries, it would take them a year and a half to do all of the six pluses and beyond. Wow. So it's very likely this is going to take a long time. They've already said you're April or more for an iPhone 6 Plus right now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know I can replace mine anyway. They're actually like eight bucks on Amazon, and I'll just replace it if I need to. So iFixit is awesome for that. So Yes, iFixit.com. My doodad of the week is by MindShift Gear, the Side Path Backpack. It's a small backpack, and it basically fits like my 5D4 with one lens in its little camera unit. I, I presume, I haven't tried it yet, but if I were to take the lens off, I could probably fit two lenses in there, and so it would be the body with two lenses. 
But if it's just a little quick trip I might be doing somewhere to the park with the family or something like that, that would be the bag I would probably grab and um, just toss the camera in there with the one lens and that's it. So mind shift gear, side path. But not the perfect backpack. Totally is not the perfect <laughs> backpack. No, no, no. Uh, I'll be doing a review on my YouTube channel in like probably 10 months because <laughs> I'm really backed up. But um, <laughs> but it's it's nice. It's just no, totally not the perfect backpack. All right. And my dude out of the week is uh, a cotton slash muslin background. Sure. Um, so I, I've been using a white background and been able to do some really fun composite portrait work over the last uh, couple of months. Um, done it mostly with uh, the local high school t- basketball teams, men's and women's teams, but I've uh, been doing it with some families too. It's been really cold, not snowy in, in Utah, which is a bad situation for us with water, but um, but the outside has just been kind of miserable. You don't want to be out there. So uh, we've done some, some DIY <laughs> kind of studio shoots in my basement, makeshift studio, but using an impact background uh, uh, to, to hold it up in that cloth. It's just a white cloth background it's uh when you uh when you put some flash on it and you uh you make it completely overexposed then it's trivial to extract a person the model out from that and mm-hmm. put whatever background you want in there it's very cool makes it very easy to do that yep awesome well uh jeff and brent it was awesome talking to you guys um yeah and Thank you for being on the show. And listeners, I really appreciate your support of everything that we do at Improved Photography. Um, it's I am posting that Felix Hernandez tutorial really soon on Improved Photography Plus. Um, I'm working at it as fast as I can. So probably in the next week, the first uh, segment will go up. So great time to check out Improved Photography Plus if you haven't already. Thanks, everybody. Bye. <laughs>